Ilion, stop crying and take some Midol. So, I was antsy. Something about a suspected predator in a white unicorn costume is vaguely creeptastic. All the more so when you're waiting for him, dressed as a prey animal, in a vacant corridor outside a convention hall bathroom. Add to this that, A, he wasn't alone in there, B, I could hear him grunting and panting in the stall, and C, I couldn't eat the black jelly beans in the glass bowl on the table beside me because my hands were covered in yak fur, and I was not having the greatest night of my life. My misery had company, but it was just making things worse. The female in the stall with him oinked enthusiastically, reek, reek, followed by a squealing giggle. My shoulders bunched unhappily. I'd never be able to read Charlotte's Web again. For the millionth time, I wondered why I wasn't home in bed. Officially, Chapel hadn't hired me yet. I wasn't on payroll. The lab in which I was squatting didn't have my name on the door. It had a pink sticky note on it that read, Unbio, in Chapel's blocky handwriting. The papers I filled out every morning had a conspicuous blank space where my employee code belonged. That bothered me. I should have numbers. Everyone else had numbers. The whole thing was tentative, uncommitted, up in the air. Yet here I was, an oversized rodent with stuffed breast mounds ten times the size of my own mammalian accoutrement, waiting for my mark to haul me away somewhere private and do goddess knows what. Three people had gone missing from the convention yesterday, long enough to spook the other early arriving furries, but not long enough to be declared missing persons. A sympathetic sergeant at the Denver PD got a hunch and kicked the case over to Sheriff Hood, who had made an unfortunate reputation in his neck of the woods by getting involved with the PCU's previous case. Hood made sure a copy landed on Chapel's desk at the PCU, along with formal invitations to check it out. We'd gotten a lead about some parties off-site, and rumors of something less human than the costumed creatures among whom Chapel and I mingled. The Lodo Furcon wasn't the place one would expect too much crime. In the sparsely populated ballroom, on the Thursday night before things really got started, there were only three artists set up at stations for me to pester— two dealers, and one author of a popular manga-inspired comic series involving a busty anthropomorphic jaguar woman toting a pair of ray guns in a space cowboy theme, which sounded like a damn good read to me. The voices of the fifty-odd guests in attendance barely reached this end of the convention center's hallway. A solid half of the furries were in full costume. Fursuit-friendly dance, Friday, 10 p.m., with most of the rest sporting cute little tails and ears. They were an amiable crowd, a herd that had no inkling it was being culled, instead congregating around the snacks table to top off cups of punch or nibble on several varieties of cookies. Ah, cookies. I missed cookies, like a dozen dead friends. De Cabrera interrupted my thoughts. What's taking so long? Are you bothering that author again? No, because he doesn't need you hovering over his shoulder. Nobody does. Elian, I shall give you an emo haircut if you continue this dreadful whining. 
I said, noting with some surprise that I sounded like Harry tonight. I brought back genuine Marnie. You want to talk to this pig fucker yourself? We can trade places. Slap on your jockstrap if you need one and get your skinny Cuban ass in here. What I tell you about the power of positive word choices, de Cabrera said. I'm positively sweating my tits off while you're sitting in the van acting like your life so... Wachoo! The mask caused a regrettable backwash, and I clamped my eyes and mouth shut, sputtering into silence. Just get the invite, de Cabrera said, and be positive. Alien? Yes? I love this stakeout, I crooned. This fursuit is the best thing I've ever worn. After putting up with this much of my sass, the other partner...